Welcome, everybody, to the Steady Trade podcast. Uh, this is personally will be, I'm sure, one of my favorite uh, episodes. And I've had a, we've had a lot of requests. I don't know if you know or not, Eric. I've had a lot of requests uh, for you to be on this because you did hit trading stardom, I would say, when you were releasing your YouTube videos back in the day. Uh, but not only that, but your story is particularly unique uh, because you've done uh, what many of us aspire to do. You've literally gone from trading in a van, uh, running a full-time job, and then you've gone on to, to not just have success in that, but go on to make thousands and then hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, why don't you start by telling us just from the beginning, how on earth you've done that? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real quick, yeah. like I always do. People love, the listeners love <laughs> the, the king of interruptions, Tim, but... You know, what I, what I always like to start with is, you know, it's kind of like the Marvel comics or the DC comics. What was the origin story? You know, you know, where did you, where did you first find trading? You know, how did you, you know, how did you begin? You know, so this is going on five years. I started about five years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Everybody, you know, every trade you've ever talked to probably says, you know, I saw the stock market. I was interested. I wanted to get into it, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I just randomly bought some shit and then lost some money and said, I really need to take a step back and, and learn what I'm doing before I just randomly lose all my money, you know? So I did that for, I don't know, about four or five months. And then, you know, kind of looking on YouTube, learning little bits and pieces here. And then, you know, of course I did come across Tim Sykes uh, video and that's kind of where I it kind of get a lot more interested. Um, I learned a little bit from him. But, you know, I found out early that I don't really trade like Tim. Um, so what I did is I kind of took bits and pieces and, and learned a you know, little information here and a little information there. And then I kind of developed my own type of style or what I like to trade on. Um, tested out, you know, I back tested all kinds of indicators and things like that. Just to kind of fit my style because at the time I was working nine to five and I really only had about 30 or 45 minutes in the morning to trade. So I couldn't sit around and, you know, look at stuff all day. So I had to find Cause, something. Because you're, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're kind of, I think you're, you're like central time. So you kind yeah. of like had it, you had, you could, you could kind of trade the open right, before about, you had to go to work. Okay. Yep. Because, you know, market here opens at 830. And, you know, I always have to go into the, you know, at the time I was working HVAC and that's what I did for 10 plus years. Um, so I used the service, you know, I was a service guy. Um, I set up a little office in my truck so I could, you know, leave the office and then go park in a parking lot somewhere and then use my mobile hotspot or my phone and hook up to the internet. And then when I got out, I could just, you know, take my phone because, you know, what I started off with is just a small TOS account, think or swim, right? Because they're the only ones that have a mobile platform that I could actually use while I was right. So I, you know, opened an account with them, got started. I paper traded for about seven or eight months to refine exactly what I knew I was good at and what I was not good at, um, which got me to about a 70-something percent win rate. And then I knew, okay, well, I can take it from there and then just start, you know, we'll just dive into it. And, of course, you know, I started off in the penny penny stocks, a small cap world. Um, like I say, I had a lot of success in there. And then after a few years, I decided, you know what, I want to kind of – because as you guys know, I mean, the penny stocks are not always like, like right now. If you get one low floater runner – once a week or every other week, you know, everybody piles into it. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, and actually this, this, as, as we, we just recorded an episode 
yesterday and we, we, the entire episode was in, is exactly on that topic Yeah, because Steven started trading more of these higher priced quote unquote real stocks for that exact reason. Yeah. And that's, you know, I just, I wanted a more overall knowledge of the market, you know, because, you know, I had a friend of mine who, um, who lives in Houston with me and we became real good close friends and he started off with Tim too and eventually moved on to do his own thing. But he was not always in the penny stock and he kept telling me, man, just there's other opportunities out here. Just kind of take your time to venture out and learn about this stuff. So I did. Um, and then I built my, you know, my overall knowledge of the market and started moving to mid and large cap stocks. You know, I didn't throw away the penny stocks by any means because they're always a go-to when they're in play. Right. But, you know, learning more about how to trade, you know, earnings, you know, um, how to trade analyst calls and things like that. Just so, you know, a more broader overall knowledge of the market. Um, learning how to read better PR news on, you know, these small cap stuff. So you can kind of read between the lines, you know, one of those read between the lines that deals. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause they'll, they'll, they'll put out some, you know, of course some BS PR that says they're planning to have a meeting about talking about something and about then, some stuff that about maybe we're stuff. thinking you know, about on, like the clouds and sometime in the future. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's like, <laughs> I plan on eating dinner later, but I mean, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> so then you see the stock just skyrocket pre-market and I'm just, you know, we then, you know, for the most part, I'd say the advantage is on the short sellers for penny stocks. It really is. But, um, but yeah, we had a, you know, a, a, a recent can't short or don't know how. A recent episode with with Matt Owens was, you know, and it's been one of our most popular episodes. Is you know, Matt has ventured out more. He's more of a futures and options right. type guy, but he said the exact same thing. He's like, yeah. if you can be patient, if you can yeah. get ready, short and penny stocks is the dream. Yeah. The right. problem is, think- the problem is, you might only get one a week or one right. every ten days. You yeah. know, I mean, let's see, I made one, two. We were talking about one, two, three, four, six trades before, you know. Not you know an hour and a half, um, and only one was a long. <laughs> the other five were shorts, and they were for you know, I think the minimum I'm looking for is fifty cents to a dollar, right? So if I can't get fifty cents, I don't even take the trade really. But I mean, that's kind of where I've evolved from going from ten cents, twelve cents, you know, these little scalps here and there for exposing yourself to a large position size, which brings a lot of risk inherently as opposed to toning down my, my share size and getting more of a move, you know, we look for range plays, but I mean, that's kind of where my, I started, you know, I started in the small caps. Um, yeah. Like I say, I was trading in a truck in attics, wherever I could do, you know, I mean, people would, you know, the customers would come out of their house and be on the phone and I'd have to duck and die and, you know, <laughs> being in a position, I have to kind of put my phone down and act like I'm doing work. You know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm connected to your air conditioning unit with this yeah, app and, you know, yeah, I'm, repro- yeah, no, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm upgrading the firmware on your air conditioner right yeah, now. So it's all technical <laughs> stuff. You wouldn't extend it. <laughs> Until I got caught one day by a guy who was an actual trader. He was like, is that think or swim? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 all right. But, but yeah, but, I mean, you know, you meet one trader and we became instant friends. We went in and started talking about what he's trading. But I mean, that's just kind of the background that I'm at. And I mean, where I'm at now is, you know, I spent, three years building a plan. You know, everybody kept asking me, you know, a couple of years ago, why don't you just go full time, just go full time. And what I said is that, yeah, that sounds great and all you make a little money and then everybody just wants to go full time, right? Cause you've had a little success, you make a little money and then you just jump in full time. But what I said is, you know, I have a two year plan in place and until that two year, full, that plan is, is accomplished, 
I won't, I won't even think about it. You know, I have goals that I need to meet first. And then, you know, this past January, it was actually my wife who told me, she's like, why don't you just quit? You know, cause I, I just, you know, you go to work from a nine to five that you've done for 10 years. You just like automatic, you get up, you want to go to work. And I was not doing anything anymore. You know, at, the, at that job, I wasn't making any money anymore. She goes, why don't you just quit? I was like, why don't I? I guess so. She's like, you don't even want to go back to work, do you? I'm like, no. She's like, then quit. <laughs> nice. so I, like, I thought about it for a few hours, and then I said, you know what? That's it. I'll just clean out my truck, take it back, and I'm done. We'll just go full-time now. And that was in January. Yeah, first of January. You know, and since then, it's been, it's been a, you know, it's an, it's an adjustment, not, you know, like I'm done two hours in the market. I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do the rest of my day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like, well, do I go fishing? Do I take a nap? I mean, you know, these are stuff that, I mean, it all sounds great. Uh, but sometimes, you know, and actually, I think you can get bored. Sometimes you get bored as a day trader sitting at <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and that's actually, you know, one of the reasons, you know, you mentioned that is one of the reasons I was drawn to doing the podcast and stuff like that is, yeah, I mean, some days you're, you're kind of done with work at 11. And I mean, the majority of us, have kind of that Puritan work ethic, you know, that's kind of handed down. I gotta, I gotta yeah, do and it's like, and you're like, well, geez, I, I, you know, it's like, I need to, I need to do something. It's, it's 11 AM. Yeah. I mean, like you live in Michigan. So sometimes it's just too cold to even step foot outside. And here's yeah, there you go. sometimes it's just so I, I, hot. I don't want to go out. I don't want to even open the door, <laughs> you know, guys, I, go swim up for I think this bit. is a, this is a very nice problem to have to to be thinking I've got a lot of free time because I've got this self-sustained lifestyle. But but Eric, for everyone out there who still wants this, how how did you come out of nowhere on YouTube just making these thousand dollar trades? Like, was it what was the first pattern that worked for you? Or, or how did it click like that? Um, I started trading red to green setups, green to red, you know, and there's One a different there's a people opinion very on what's red to green, right? For me particular is how it opens on the day, not from if it, where it closed to where it opened. If it's, you know, technically that's still green if you're gapping up. But for me, I'm looking for stuff that's actually like the opening price. If we fail or hold that, yeah. if we sell off, find a base and then come through the opening price and then basically go red to green, right? Those have, I think the most power because what happens is you get a lot of you know people who are shorting the open, they have to cover theirs. And then you got a lot of buyers coming in, which just sends the, the stock skyrocketing. Um, those are ones that I found worked really, really well because I tried doing breakout patterns. Breakouts for me, from a, from a statistic standpoint, had about a 50, 50 win rate. And I'm like, well, I need to improve on that. So let me find something that I know I have a better shot at. So I, I stopped being a breakout trader, if you know what you call them. But and started finding red to green, green to red. And what I really found was I liked the green to red. <laughs> and then being a short seller, um, shorting these, because you may or may not have heard this. Uh, I know there's, you know, you guys know Kunal Desai. Um, sure. Yep. I heard it from him. You know, he said that, you know, these stocks kind of stair-step their way up, but take the elevator down. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> if you know, if you can learn how to short and you can short, and, you know, everybody says, you know, you get – a lot of short sellers get trashed upon, but I'm not really a short seller. I'm, I'm non-biased, right? I trade what um, the, if the, if the chart says short, then we short. 
Well, and, and and that's a great point. You know, first of all, Kunal, love that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're, I've hung out with him several times. Great guy. We'll have him on one of these days. Yeah, but, I, tried, I was in Destin a couple of weeks ago, and I tried to hit him up, but our schedule's never – he was yeah. sending messages, come on by the house. I'm like, man, I just – I can't ever meet up because we had the family there, but yeah. But yeah, I, you know, like you mentioned the, the, you know, what I joke about a lot is, you know, is these guys that are just bearish, 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 no matter what, what, what you're mm-hmm. doing is, you know, you're, you're just trading the price action, you know, yeah, again, I mean, if, if this stocks up, if this stocks up 15 days in a row and it's junk and it goes red on the day, man, you hammer that thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why, why trade against the trend is my thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's trending up, I mean, why counter trend trading is really hard. Because you're going to either have to scalp it or you're going to get smashed, right? So take the stress out of it. Just trade with the trend, right? If we're bullish, then we buy. I mean, it flips over and tells me a different story. Well, then we'll just reverse it and go the other way. So um, that's like that's an example of what I was talking about with Tenix this morning. I couldn't, for myself, I couldn't find a good entry point for long. You know, I kind of missed my stuff because I was looking at five other ones. So I just kind of let it do its thing, run up, top off, set in a higher low. Um, or a lower high, I should say. Right. But, you know, just let it do its thing and then let, let it tell me when it wants to break down and then, you know, do that way. But, you know, it's just about – a lot of it just comes down to experience. I mean, I think what a lot of new traders get caught up in is all the hype and the bullshit they see on Twitter. You know, they well, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's – a lot of it's FOMO. Year. Yeah. You know, a lot of it – it's – I mean, it's like, you know, you – you you that that – that junkie stock up 50% in pre-market. It's just like, it's that, yeah, that and you uni- know, unicorn and you can't, right. you can't Everybody resist. Seen, yeah. You know, other traders posting these big, huge gains that they made off this little penny stock and it ran 300% and they're like, well, well, I can do that. But there's actually, I mean, trading penny stocks, these low fault runners, I mean, it's actually, it takes some skill. It's not just random buys, right? You don't just, because they jump in, it does take a little bit of skill to trade these things. Um, and I found that hard, the hard way in the first, you know, six, seven months, <laughs> um, still being in the green side, but not, you know, just trying to figure out how to plan. But I think a lot of people get caught up in, in wanting to make a million dollars their first year in trading. You know, they went from doing nothing to try and go to a full-time trader and making a million dollars. I mean, there's very, you know, there's a few people out there that have done it. I mean, I know this, the Stephen Ducks, I don't know him, you know, his whole story, but I've, I've seen him around and um i think the other gentleman roland roland wolf yeah yeah you know those guys all the power to them that they were able to do that but that's not everybody right i mean if i say this if you can make how much does it take if let's say you had 20 dollars an hour job right which is pretty good for most i would say how long is it you know if you worked a full eight hour day it's what like 160 bucks you make right going to nine to five well, if you can make $200 a day, just a day trading, set small goals, well, you're already above your nine to five. You, you know, you're already making above your nine to five. And then if you can increase that by 300 a day to 500 a day, right? You make $500 a day, 10,000 a month. I mean, that's most, that's more than most people make. So it's, it doesn't have to be these, these huge expectations where you need to make 1500 or $3,000 a day. I mean, eventually, yeah, everybody wants to get to that point. Yeah, but and that's that's you know that's start, always been. I'll you know, start with some sort of realistic goal a day, right? Um, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. 
Yeah, I've all, I've always 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 said, you know, whether it be the Gratanis or the Ducks or the or the Rolling Wolves or any of these guys, you know, be inspired, but don't yeah. try to emulate that. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. they're 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 the outliers. But I've always had, you know, for ten years now, I've always had that working man approach. It's like like exactly like you said. I mean. Now you're not going to make 500 bucks a day every day, but every if, day, you, yeah. you if, mean, you, yeah. if you average that, right. you're, you're in the, you know, you're in the top 5% of earners in the, in, in, in the country, you know? Right. I mean, <laughs> like, keep well, cause you're going to have drawdown days, not every sure. day. You're not going to have five green days for four weeks in a row. Um, I mean, I know some guys, you know, especially a friend of mine, they, they can do it. <laughs> They've got, you know, statistically speaking, they're like a 99% win rate but they're very specific on what they're doing. Um, and like I say, it's one of the, you know, that's not everybody, you know, you have this Steven Ducks or the Tim G's who can do that stuff, but yeah, be inspired, but don't try and copy exactly what they do because it took me a good year and a half to figure out exactly what my, my strategy was and then implement. I use certain technical indicators, of course, and I'm constantly improving that because I want, I want to trade like a computer. I want to be like an algo myself where it's emotionless, right? Yeah. Chart says, do something. I do it. Plain and simple, right? Um, commit to the loss, right? If I set a, a maximum loss or I'm in it for, let's say 400 shares and I got a 50 cent stop loss, right? Well, then I commit to that. It's, I'm either going to win, lose 200 bucks or I'm going to get my target and then plus some. So it's, I, you just, that is I, what, I just don't try to, I, most I, people get in it and then they get, they see the emotion because it pushes them against them a little and then they freak the hell out and go, Oh shit, it's going up. It's going up. I'm, I'm red. Um, and another thing, take your damn P and L off your screen. First and foremost, yeah, yeah. when you get your broker open, take that shit off. Cause unrealized, realize don't make it a surprise, right? <laughs> when you close a position, you're like, Oh shit, look at that. I made so much money, you know, or I lost, so much. but just stay committed to whatever your plan was going into the trade. And then again, have a plan going into the trade. Don't randomly jump in because I've seen you know a few guys out there who run chat rooms that say shit like, "I jumped into this trade." What the hell are you jumping into a trade, right? You just randomly pick a spot and like, okay, it looks good. And then you see these you know large gains, of course, but you also see big giant losses that come along with that. So you know that's just my opinion is have some sort of plan and. Um, hell, it wasn't until a year ago where I actually had a, written out my trading plan, had it written out on a piece of paper in front of me because I was always one of those guys where, well, I know what I like, but then emotions or whatever got me like, well, maybe I can just move it down 10 cents. Maybe I can just squeeze it down a little bit more. And then it's like, shit. How, how <laughs> I, didn't, you get uh, I should have committed to what I was thinking, you know, but now that, you know, I always tell them, and this was a friend of mine who told me this, he goes, put it on paper, put it in front of you on your desk. So anytime that you're thinking about, if you're hesitant, you know, don't give it the, the eyeball test, you know, cause the eyeballs, you know, you may be cross-eyed and not know it. Right? <laughs> so have it on a piece of paper that says, well, does this fit? Or can I kind of go through a checklist, right? Um, does it meet my criteria? Is it X, Y, Z? Yes, yes, yes. Do I get three out of the four or four out of the five? okay, everything kind of looks good for what I know I can do and then take the trade. Um, that's what's helped me dramatically over the past year and a half is being able to just kind of refer it, keep my stuff in check. And like I say, trade like a computer with 
trying to be emotional. Most, it's not going to always happen. I still get FOMO. I think we always do, you know, emotions get the best of us. And sometimes I get stubborn and, you know, I'm trying to short a stock and it just telling me it's going to go up even more. I'm like, no, I'm going to short you. And then I get my ripped apart and I'm like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm down 600 bucks. I'm like, what did I just do? Why did I do that? You know? So it, it still happens to everybody. Uh, myself included, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had the same thing, but just kind of stick to what you, you know, what you, what you know you're good at, but find out what you're good at too. By um, what helped me is at the end of the day, kind of review my trades, put it in some sort of, you know, like um, profitly or there's trader view. There's a lot of apps and software out there. That you can input all your trades. It will give you all the statistical analysis of what worked, what didn't work. And that's what kind of helped me um, come to the conclusion. Okay, well I can eliminate this, 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 and this, and I'll just stick to what these are. Uh, it's funny. I don't know if you've ever um, read the book. Is it Turtle Trader? We're about to review it. Uh, everything that you're talking about in the interview. So I'm, I'm, like, you know, this this is classic Stephen moment. I'll let him ask the question. He's 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 like ninety percent through this book, and he can't even remember the title of the book. <laughs> what is it? Trading Turtle. Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I mean, the only book I read is right there. That's the man. That's it. You know, I don't, I don't read many books, but I read this book because I've been a fan of Gary Vee for years and years. Yeah, lo- love him. Actually, it was kind of cool. I got to meet him a couple months ago. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but I'm not much of a reader, so I need, you know, I need visual. I'm like a five-year-old. I need visual props, things that come out of a book maybe better for me or, or audio because my attention span is little to none, so. No, but it's cool. But but for the for the newer guys who are who are trying to find that pattern, who are trying to find the groove, what what advice would you give them? You've kind of gone through some stuff with recording your trades, but is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, quit trying to master every setup there is. You know, pick two or three and master that. Right? I mean, what's that saying that you're you're, you're a jack of all trades but master of none? He who chases he who chases many rabbits catches none. Exactly. You know, so, you know, everybody wants to be all over the place with doing this setup and that setup, this, this pattern, that pattern, just pick a few and, you know, kind of master those and see how they work for you. Because like I say, I started off trying to buy, you know, breakouts, but I found out quick that it didn't really work for me. So I went to something else um, like the red to greens or, you know, wedge patterns, you know, things that I can clearly identify that if this thing is, is in this in this triangle pattern and it breaks one way or the other, then I know which then it can pick tell me where the direction is going. Right. Um, so I would say that just try and pick a few patterns and try and nail those down before you try and just all be all over the place. Because being all over the place just leads to more confusion. And then you're you then you really don't understand why you're losing. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I know, I know a lot of guys that are like, you know, I made a thousand bucks and it's like, they don't, they don't even know what they did. You know, it's yeah. like, that's great. But how is that repeatable? How is that going to lead to consistency? If you're just, you know, if you're just spraying bullets everywhere, you need to, you need to, you need to know why and how you're making. Yeah. That. And I know it's probably going to sound typical trader PS, but I learned more from losing on my losing trades because I could clearly identify that when I took that trade, obviously, well, if I was going against the trend, you know, I'm trying to short something that's clearly going up in a bullish trend and everything about the stock said, don't short. And I did it right. Or trading too early. There's another thing that I learned. Everybody gets 
bell fever, right? That oh, bell, yeah. you, yep. you're just ready to click buttons and push everything. And I have a kind of a rule as one of mine. I wait 10 to 15 minutes usually because the first five minutes, you know, you're, you're trading against algorithms and stop losses and all these things that the first five minutes is the most volatile there is. So let everything kind of pick its direction, kind of settle down. Yeah. To me, miss everything in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? to, to me, 945 is the open. You know, yeah, and I, you know, I let that wacky shit. I let that wacky shit happen. Yeah, and then it's like nine forty-five. Okay, now it's time for business. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean the earliest trade I took today, for example, was SLS, which was like uh, right at eight forty-seven. <laughs> you yep. know, so which is which is nine forty-seven Eastern. Time. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. for me. So. But you know, and like I say, everybody just thinks that you have to. And I had that same thing you know, a long time ago is that as soon as that bell rang, I'm ready to push buttons and, you know, you'd see it move up. So you buy and then it just pulls and yanks on you and you stop out and you wonder what's happening. You know? So I, that's just my opinion. That's, I, I always say that let things kind of settle out. There's the market's open a long time. You're not going to miss every trade that you're looking at in 15 minutes. Um, some guys, you know, sometimes I'll wait an hour before I take a trade. It's just about being patient, um, letting things come to you, not rushing, not trying to trade outside of what you know you're good at. I yeah, you know, if you don't I, know I, what you're good at. That's that's how you learn. Is I, I talk out. about it a lot. You know, it's like it's it, it. I actually say this to myself. It's like sometimes. I mean, it's it's nine thirty three a.m. and you're like, oh my gosh, I got I got to do something. And it's like, wait a minute, you got six hours and twenty seven minutes left in this day. Yeah, chill yeah. out. And wait, I mean, it's like so many guys, well, and gals get in that mindset that it's like, man, if you're not trading, you know, three times before 10 a.m., you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and that's, yeah. that I, it know, works sometimes. Part of my, and part of my rules is I literally had my phone set on an alarm at, you know, my time, 11 o'clock, my alarm goes off, says no more trade entries. I can, I won't trade any more into the entries because now we're getting into lunchtime hours. Yep. So I trade the first after 15 minutes, that first hour and a half, two hours. And then if 11 o'clock and that bell rings on my phone, I, I cut it off because I take, I found that I literally took a trade at 11.15 about two weeks ago and lost my ass. <laughs> and I was like, why? Wow, I just went against all my damn rules. So, I mean, as stupid as it may sound, you know, I, I cut it off at 11. I come back 1.30 central time. So I got about an hour and a half left in the market. Um, just kind of watch everything kind of set up. And it may not be that I come back and trade, but I'll see how things close out, how they reacted to certain points. Um, you know, then I can set, you know, because I'm a technical trader, um, I put, you know, Fibonacci retracements to see how far we retrace the move uh, and just kind of where we're going from there. That's fair. And, and uh, one, one question I got on Twitter a, a few times actually was, was where did you find the comfort in where you were when you were ready to size up? When when did you feel like right? I can start really throwing four, five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand into a trade or more. When I when I saw statistically what I was good at, when I knew that every time I took this particular setup in this particular trade, it was a winner seventy five to eighty percent of the time. Right, I'll take the twenty percent loss time. No, I mean I'm not going to be right every time, but we're looking for high probability plays to begin with. Right, so if I can take I got a 75 to 80% chance of winning on this based on previous what I know, then I'll take it every time. 
Yeah, so it's crazy because a lot of people are just wondering how you've got where you are. But I mean, from what it sounds like, it's like you've traded, 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 looked back at the data, found what you've been successful at, and then you've tracked the winning percentage of what you've tracked at, the, what you've been good at, and you've it's proven to be true in the market, and then you've just sized up. It's 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 as yeah. simple as that, but it's it's a long process. It is. I mean, and that's when people, you know, they kind of get when it doesn't happen right away, they're more apt to just kind of, you know, well, it's not happening for me. I don't know how these guys do it. But this is like, you know, this is years of process right you gotta to be a day trader you really need to love doing this i mean it's not just a, a supplement i mean for some it can be a supplement of income but if you're really gonna do this it takes years of frustration and wanting to quit all the time <laughs> and knowing that it's like what am i doing i can't do this but as long as you don't quit you know i think that's the biggest thing is it, you may want to all the time but just stick with it because if you you really want to do this job. It's going to take a few years to kind of get acclimated. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, you know, me personally, as an anecdote, as of right now, I mean, I'm in Florida. It's, it's like 20 degrees and a foot of snow in Michigan. It's 80, it's 85 degrees and beautiful here, but I'm still up at 6am looking at the markets because man, that's yeah. my passion. That's why I want yeah, to be here. And I'm, I'm not that. doing that because I'm like, Oh, you know, a lot of guys are just like, well, I need to make some money somehow. I mean, I mean, that's a, and that might work over time, but I mean, you got to really, I mean, you know, back to Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you got to fucking want it and you, and, and, and I mean, you can tell that you've got that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I see a lot of traders and that, you know, they'll tell me, I said, what are you doing up at 6am? You know, I get up two hours, usually two and a half hours before the market opens. I'm looking at, you know, my news wires and, and seeing, I want to catch stuff early. So I have enough time to do be prepared on what I'm mm-hmm. looking at. Cause I don't just randomly pick a bunch of stocks and hope they go up or down. You know, I'm looking at very specific ones based on news and earnings, and whatever it is. And then, you know, I could have 40 on the list by seven, you know, an hour in. And then I just kind of like, delete them all based on volume or whatever it is. We just kind of, yeah, I call it, you know, what, what I call it. And I do the exact same thing and I've done it for years. I, 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 I build that list up and then I tear that fucker down. And then ideally, you know, then you, you, you build it up, you tear it down. And then you've got that handful that ideally you're not going to win every time, but those are, those are your go-tos. I had, but you yeah, just you just repeat that process over and over every day. Had, yesterday afternoon, I had 32 on my list, and then I narrowed it down to six this morning. Steven's got a few question. questions. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, Steven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to rapid fire these, um, just a couple of people on Twitter. Uh, Cody Neal on Twitter said, um, "Have you got any advice for small accounts and how to handle emotions?" And he just wanted to say that he thought you were a very helpful, nice guy. Oh, well, thank you. That's my goal. If if I suck at being a trader, at least I'm a nice guy. (laughs) Um, For small accounts, I would say try not to risk more than, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what a small account is. Is it like a thousand bucks? A couple of thousand bucks. I mean, for me, I would say try not to risk more than 3% of your capital on one trade just to kind of, I mean, give it a a percentage wise. I mean, that's kind of what I stuck to. If I have a five grand account, I don't want to risk more than 3% on one any one trade, right? Cause I don't want to expose 20% of my capital, my whole trading account on one trade, right? Cause that, I mean, you do that four or five times and then where are you at? So I would say, and as far as emotions, that just comes with, uh, over time. I mean, there's no way to get around it. Every, even to this day, I'm still an emotional trader at some point. Right. But it's just a matter of 
finding what you're good at, sticking to that no matter what, right? To stop trying to be whoever else you're seeing making these big gains. I mean, whatever you're doing, it will come. It just takes a little bit of time. That's all. Yeah, the the yeah. analogy I use a lot is it's like, you know, in and you know, not saying that trading is on the level level of 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 the battlefield, but I always just use the analogy of the of the fresh recruit versus the guy that's done three tours. Yeah. You know, they're looking at the same battlefield. The guy that's done three tours is like, ah, whatever, I've seen this before. The fresh recruits panicking. What's yeah. the difference? It's just experience. You yeah, know? I, so, it's just a matter of screen time. Whether it's yep. it, whether it's you're watching your screens live and paper trading it, or you're actually trading them live. I think the best way to get over it um, is you have to be in there. You have to be able to willing to lose real money in order to experience that, that emotion that you go through that if you're down, but like I say, I would, for small accounts, take your PL off your screen, quit trading the PL. just trade the chart what's in front of you and let the PL take care of itself. Because basically you had a, you had a plan going in and that plan is going to work out one way or the other. It's going to be a win or a loss. And Seeing that. We'll, what, what we'll the, find out what you learn at the end. One of the biggest points, I wrote down four or five different things, but I, I, I harp and harp and harp on this, but I love what you said about, you know, two things about trying to trade like a computer and having a written plan. You yeah. know, I've got, you can go back on my Instagram feed and, you know, I've got all these index cards where it says, this is the entry this is the exit, this is the stop, and then that's it. You know, at that yeah. point, it doesn't matter what the PNL is because before you entered, you said, this is where I stop, this is where I take profits. Yeah. And then and you're, would, you're just like a computer. And, 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 you know, and what I tell a lot of people is that no matter what you do, as soon as you take a trade, you're red because you're going to pay commissions, right? You're already down in the hole. <laughs> so don't – every trade you take is red automatically. You're not going to click the button and be green, right? Um, but so, yeah, I just, you know, that's just my, my, my thought. All right, Stephen, rapid fire your questions. No, no, very cool, man. Just, just one other thing to say is uh, it, was, it was very cool to speak to you about a year ago. Uh, good to see you in, you were in a truck. Last time I saw yeah, you, you were no, in a I truck. In the that, <laughs> uh, I think uh, I was talking to you from a Whataburger parking lot at the time. <laughs> <laughs> only chatting last time, yeah. So uh, great, great to see you. You've took the next move. And I just wanted to finish for me on saying what's, what's next for you as a trader and, and what's next for you in, in life, I guess. Man, it's hard to say right now, you know, right now I'm just kind of getting adjusted to this lifestyle, you know, like I think the biggest thing for me is that with my, with the other job, yeah, I made good money, but I was never really around to enjoy it with my family. Right. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point where I think everybody's looking for is to not exactly work less, but be able to enjoy more of your life. Right. And, and not have to just, slave away and, and be in this little box that everybody thinks you should be like you should go to college and get a degree and then get a good job and be an engineer or whatever it is and then you know just have two kids do a family until you die right I mean you spent your whole life working and myself was included up until this year you spent your whole life just doing kind of like what you're pre-programmed to do so now it's it's a whole different perspective right like I can trade however long I feel like it. I feel, you know, I can always call the boss and he's okay with me taking the day off. Now. 
<laughs> you know, if I need to call in sick, I, there's no problem. I call the boss. And he's okay. Yeah, that's that's and actually one of, you know, something I talk about a lot is a lot of times people are always, you know, if it's a slow, I mean, there's always a trade. There's always a trade. Always a trade. But if it's slower or if there's that not, not much going on, I'm like, hey, one of the reasons we love trading so much is you can just be like, you know, like that meme where the guy throws up the papers. He's like, fuck it. You know, I don't have to be here. To, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, like you said, you don't have to call the boss and say, yeah. man, I'm not coming in today. If all else fails, <laughs> trade TVX, TVIX or UVXY. So if all else fails, there's nothing out there. Trade those two stickers and you'll do just fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, for next, it's just kind of adjusting to this lifestyle and, and making the most of it and trying to sustain it. Because, I mean, as quick as it came, it can all go away if you, you know, you don't adhere to certain things. Because, um, yeah, I mean having the success and, and, or not really, I don't consider myself a success because I'm not living in some million dollar home driving all the fancy cars. I drive a Chevrolet, you know, I got a Chevy, you know, hey, me, me too. Is, me too. <laughs> no, I, don't have, I got two kids that are five and six. I don't need a Ferrari, you know, cause it's not going to benefit me as a Ferrari, but I think just more or less the, uh, having that, having that opportunity really is to just do what I want to do, what I've been dreaming of doing for the past three years and, and now it's become a reality. So, yeah, I mean, it's every day I found myself wanting to go to work less and less and do this more and more. And I think that's what the, the real drive was, is that I'm not going to give up on it. Whether win or lose, um, just kind of stick to what I know, what the possibilities are. Well, hey, Eric, you know, I want to, I wanna, first of all, I want to appreciate you, you coming on. I would love to have you back at, at some point. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of, the listeners always, you know, they're always kind of like, what can I take away from this episode? And I just, before, before we let you go, I want to run through for the listeners, the biggest bullet points I think from Eric, number one, he paper traded for eight or nine months. Okay. You need to walk before you run. He had a three-year plan. He didn't say, okay, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I'm not quitting my job next week. He was like, when I'm consistent, when I feel like I know what I'm doing, and that may be years down the road, but he had a plan. And then, you know, the written plan, big thing, write that shit down yes. and then stick to that plan. And I think the biggest one, we, we kind of jumped over it, ran out of time, but focus on losses. Um, you know, I, I, I think about, I, you know, obviously the, the sad fact that I grew up a Detroit Lions fan, you know, when, when, when Barry Sanders scored a touchdown, he just handed the football to the ref because that's what he was supposed to do. When you make money, that's what you're supposed to do. Focus on the losses. Review them. Think about what you did. Did you have FOMO? Did you trade against the trend? You know, did you misinterpret the news? Focus on those losses and learn from them. Yeah, and, and, and not quit being biased on everything. Do not have a bias one way or another. Just be ready to go. I mean, if you have the ability or the knowledge to short if it calls for it or go long, if it calls for it or both in a day, you can short the short, the first part of it. Um, and then it may later in the afternoon turn green and then just push through the moon. I mean, just be ready to go at any point. So just knock out the bias. Say, you know, quit being, a, I'm an only long bias breakout trader. Right. Cause then you miss out on so many more opportunities or I'm just going to short no matter what, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Tim talks about <laughs> uh, <the short laughs> regardless I'm just going to short it if it keeps going up I'll just add and add and add and add and eventually I'll have a good average 
maybe in six months when it comes down. That 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 that's Steven's yeah. core strategy right there, man. Yeah. Add to the losers. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be until I lost five grand in one trade, and then I was like, I'm not this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I lost three grand on a trade like that doing uh, back two years ago. He's like, almost yeah, almost three grand. I just kept adding into the short because it was up too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> on the day. Um, but yeah, so yeah, guys, um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll let you get out of here. Go ahead, Stephen, kind of kind of wrap up for us here. No, no, very great to have you on. Um, really would like to see you back on again, and uh, and just thanks for your time, and uh, I hope to see you soon. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. It's been fun. Hi, this is Erica Meyer from Toronto, Canada, and when I'm sitting at the cottage, I like to listen to Stephen and Tim on Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write us a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Toronto. <laughs>